You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. How about Judd's Hockey Show mixed with uh, Reckless Speculation Hockey Show, mixed with facts that are of interest that uh, involve the Wild as the March 3rd trade deadline approaches? Because today's show is all of those things, Judd and Declan, as always. And uh, I don't think we were going to probably do a Judd's Hockey Show just off a 2-1 win in a mm-hmm. shootout against Dallas. Now, that was probably a big enough deal to do one, but it's a Friday night game. But um, during the course of the game, uh, it, there I think it was third period, there were uh, strong rumblings in the press box that Declan Goff, the Wild, was involved in a trade for a guy that you recommended probably a month ago, uh, Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues, who was going to be moved. The question was where. And the initial steam was, oh, my God, that Wild's involved in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which, of course, led most of us to think they're getting Ryan O'Reilly. Very interesting. Well, as everybody probably knows by now, they did not. Well, they technically did. Yes, for like uh, (laughs) 15 seconds. They They facilitated the trade, if I can get that word right. And served as the third team in what was a St. Louis to eventually they sent O'Reilly, the Wild did to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Wilds' involvement was sending a prospect, uh, Josh Pillard, to the Blues for O'Reilly, who is going to be a free agent. And then the most important thing that the Wild did was they retained 25% of O'Reilly's remaining salary and traded him to the Maple Leafs for a 2025 fourth-round pick. The Blues also then retained 25% of O'Reilly's salary, and here's where the big part of the deal comes in. Um, the Maple Leafs sent uh, Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet along with a 2023 first-round pick, Ottawa's 23 third-round pick, and the Leafs' 24 second-round choice to St. Louis then. And technically, that trade then added another pending free agent, Nola Chari, uh, in Toronto. So they So the Maple Leafs, in search of their first cup since 1967, amazingly enough, and in search of their uh, first playoff series win, I think since 2004, pick up two veteran players. This, to me, Declan, says one thing. And keep in mind, so the Wild has salary cap room right now as the deadline approaches to play with, but they do not have salary cap room in the offseason. So they can't keep anybody they trade for, for the most part. This, to me, says that whether you like this or not, Bill Guerin is going down the path of being far more of a seller then he is a buyer and that he realizes that this team right now is not worth making a big investment in. And with to that, I agree completely. 
Yeah, they were the wild were basically used as a mule here because you know I, the the rumblings that were taking place in the third period um, that you also tipped me off on. I was saying, oh wait a minute here, if if they're involved in the sweet stakes for ROR, Kalen Addison is scratched. I started doing immediate number crunching of well, if Addison's scratched again, he's probably part of that trade, right? And then trying to think, okay, are they going to give up a future second, maybe even a future first? And then in classic, uh, you know. I am the clickbait officer at Purple Daily, Judd. And then, the, and then the wild PR tweet out, we are involved in a three-team trade with no players listed. Just got to click the link to watch, which is very smart by them. And in the first sentence, it says the wild have acquired, or I think it was the second or third sentence, the wild have acquired Ryan O'Reilly. In addition, the wild have also traded Ryan O'Reilly to the Toronto Maple Leafs for you know the fourth round pick and all the other moving and shaking in there. So to me, after you know digesting this um, immediately and then sleeping on it overnight, the Wild uses a mule to make this trade happen between Kyle Dubas and the St. Louis Blues. And by the way, he, he's he's going down in a blaze here. Even if they don't get out of the first round or win a playoff series, he is saying, "I'm laying all the chips in the table, yeah. and that my my successor, whoever it may be, is going to be screwed because I just I just traded a bunch of draft picks and uh, and I'm going to go all in and I actually respect that from him." Um, but the wild side of it, they're, they're a mule. They're probably trending towards being a seller now at the deadline. Judd, I don't know if that means you're even going to get a ton for guys like Jordan Greenway and Matt Dumba, et cetera, or maybe even Kalen Addison, who I mentioned off the top, but it doesn't seem like they're going to uh, be heavy buyers. I mean, if, that, if that's the price for Ryan O'Reilly, and I know it's a little complicated because three teams were in the works, man. Um, and he might be the best rental on the market, but if that's the price for Ryan O'Reilly, that's the table setter, right? Like as, as the trade deadline trickles in right here, this is where things then start to kind of get building blocks of asking prices and whatnot. So to me, I think they're trending towards being a seller. And the O'Reilly trade, I mean, Toronto, to your point, is giving up a ton. So like that, that's the price of poker to really get a player like that, which the Wild's not going to pay. And I agree completely with that. Now, a couple things to clear up here. So basically, when, because I think the question is, well, the draft picks, what, 2025? It's a fourth round pick. So they essentially bought a fourth round pick in 25 for $74,000. Okay. The other thing is the guy that they traded, uh, who was a fourth round pick, the Wild was not going to sign and had to by June 1st. So they had, they, they put, he, he's a junior player. They put no value on him. So it's not like they traded a prospect that they liked. They traded a guy that they weren't planning on signing. Um, now, just to get this clear from uh, Russo's story in The Athletic, when people are like, because this is confusing. And to a certain point, it just just play along with this because it's math, it's the mathematics of the salary cap. So like to at, at a certain point, you just need to know this. You don't need to know unless you really care how the sausage is made. The Wild have a little less than $3 million in cap space left right now. That amounts to the ability, according to Russo's story, to currently add approximately a $10 million player or a total of $10 million in multiple players. So to your point about, and the, the wild is, is essentially Phil Guerin is offering to serve in this role. So like they're not being forced to, but the wild has the ability now to facilitate trades. I think that they, this no question means they're going to uh, try and extract Dumbo probably. Uh, and again, it's not going to be for a lot. But the reality is this, I, you know, I mean, yes, they won two to one last night. Yes, they're currently in a playoff spot, but they can't score five on five goals. Oh they God. scored another power play goal last night. They don't shoot. To be honest with you, 
other than Kaprizov and Zuccarello when he shoots, um, they've got three lines that don't score. Like, mm-hmm. they got three lines right now. Uh, now, I would argue that Boldy is in a less than ideal situation. He made another great play last night. I think when Boldy is put with the right people, he can definitely score. Absolutely. But right now, like, but there is, I believe it's 500 minutes plus, Dex, since the game in Arizona. They have not scored a goal without Kaprizov on the ice. Which, if nothing else, just tells you what the personnel is at the time they're scoring goals. So power play goals, five-on-five goals. So they literally are left right now with three lines that aren't scoring. And Bill Guerin, you don't have to be a longtime player in GM or executive to see that this team is going nowhere. And God bless him, Philip Gustafson was great last night. But this is this is the exact right move. And I think there might also be a question because I saw this out there. I think it was actually from uh from our guy. Uh what, what's the what's the what's our barstool friend from Chicago? Uh Chief. Uh, Chief. Okay. So but yeah, Barstool Chief. He put out there, why would the Wild help facilitate a trade that's gonna help the Blues on a rebuild when the Wild's in their division? Because somebody was gonna do it. That's why. Um the Canucks fans are mad this morning that they didn't do that. Like, the Canucks fans are like, we could have done that. Let's get something. So that's why. So, like, it's not like if the Wild had said, we ain't getting involved, somebody else would. The, the ROR trade, right? It's not going to die because, yeah. because the Wild box at that. So I, there are things I don't agree with that this team is currently doing. So, you know, I guess I don't end up being a Garen apologist because – I think some of their day-by-day decisions, especially on who's scratched and who's playing, which I want to get to with you, is really, really weird. Um, but on this one, I think it's absolutely fine. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it, too. Um, there was that initial excitement that you thought they were going to potentially make a big, big trade, but then they ended up not making a big trade. Uh, in the meantime, though, um, they uh, they end up just being the middleman in, in this facilitating trade into your five on five point. Hopefully they're able to kind of fix some of that because uh, yeah they also haven't won a regulation game in over a month. It's been a month yeah. since they last won a regulation game, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I don't know what's going to get fixed, X. I I I was watching that last night again. I, you know, um, they'll score some f- five on five goals, but it's not it's not just a slump. Like they literally are, they've got, they've got guys that for the most part right now don't look like they have the confidence to score. I, I mean, God bless them on the shootout. Freddie Gujo's great. Like he's got those moves. He's got that move. But last night there was, he got a puck in the slot and just stopped and literally looked to pass. Like, what are you doing? Put that puck on Jake Ottinger, get that puck on goal. Um, and I mean, if Gustafson doesn't absolutely stand in his head last night, they, they lose in, regulation time uh there's a couple more things i want to get to here trade wise because i want to get your reaction and i'm going off right now what the athletic does uh of course they do a fantastic job on the wild beat uh they've got a trade tracker and they update it with nuggets and just i wouldn't call it random stuff but it doesn't have to be like necessarily trade reckless speculation rumors it's just what's going on with players that might be traded and let, let me start you with a guy who actually, I thought, played a hard game last night. And you could tell something happened. And this drives me crazy. How about the fact that Bill Guerin last week, okay, last week, 
according to The Athletic, had a heart-to-heart sit-down with Jordan Greenway. <laughs> and then Jordan Greenway last night, sure sure as bleep, the last couple of games has applied himself a little bit more. Um, I can't take this anymore. He, he, he he's trained. 26. He's 26. He's 26. He is, I mean, and, and he told, I think, Russo, you know, well, I don't really need that. I'm motivated. What are you talking about? I am so sick of this. I am so sick of, I, you know what I despise? I despise watching last night's game, and it was very obvious he'd been talked to. Mm-hmm. He's not 18, and he's not playing phantom hockey. Yeah, I think it's I think it's trending towards him being traded. I think Garen's kind of done with it. This is now what the second or third time that Garen sat down with him and kind of had this you know heart to heart and father son like conversation. Um, and Garen to me doesn't he doesn't strike me as a guy who can continue to have those type of conversations with with someone like that. And he gets pretty irritated and impatient. So wouldn't shock me at all um, if that's someone too you can maybe get a third or fourth round pick for. Great. You know, he could be a depth forward on a, on a on a playoff team that that teams always are always looking to buy by the trade deadline. So, whether he's moved at the deadline or maybe even potentially this summer, if you know that yeah. applying himself uh, kind of helps boost some value over the last eight weeks of the regular season and maybe into the postseason, you might be able to get a little bit more for him. Uh, but I think they're tracking it. This is also probably the last year of uh, Jordan Greenway. Here's the second thing, and I actually hadn't heard this until. I was talking to uh, our friend, Bar Down Beauty, Jesse Pierce, in the press box last night. And she was the first one that alerted me to this. And sure enough, it's here in this trade tracker that involves the wild. And the headline, the subhead is Goligoski Showcase. Alex Goligoski is drawing into the wild lineup for the second straight game on Friday, which he did. It's largely because rookie Kalen Addison has been a healthy scratch as coach Dean Everson tries to get the point across that he has to be better defensively. But with a large number of scouts expected to attend Friday's game with the Stars, it was 11, by the way, this could also be a way for the Wild to showcase a 37-year-old veteran who has sat out more than half the games this year. All right. Let's all consider that for a second. And this is where this is where if this is a Bill Guerin Dino thing or just a Bill Guerin thing, he loses me. Alex Goligoski. If you want to set him free, set him, set free. him, set him free. Fly, oh, no. fly, you thirty-seven-year-old bird. Um, but if they're if Kalen Addison is not playing because of Golig because they think they might get something for him, um, I am. Um, I don't know what to say. Well, that's why I thought Helen Addison was, was part of the trade at first because they were scratching him so they wouldn't risk injury. And okay. I guess convert and, and I guess conversely they, they're trying to boost up some Goligoski value, but uh mm-hmm. he's thirty seven and hasn't played in half the games. It's not even the fact like, hey, if he was injured, right? Like if he was hurt for a while and then he came back and you know, I can get that. He hasn't played. He's been a healthy scratch for fifty percent of more than 50%, right, of the games this season. So uh, another guy, if you want to sell him off, you certainly can. And, you know, he, he signed here because he wanted to be back at home and, you know, kind of even, doesn't he have the full no, no trade clause or a limited no trade clause too, that, I, I believe? Now that, hold on a second. I'll check that. Keep talking because I think you're right. Because uh, when they first signed him to the bigger deal last year, you know, I think he had the full no trade clause. And I think this season he potentially had another one because he didn't want to be moved since he was, back at home and maybe he moves that with 
with uh, the idea of chasing a cup. He's already won Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh. Um, so wouldn't shock me if I guess he was moved. He has unmodified or no, he has a, he has a no, no, is NMC, no move clause. Yeah. Yeah. For no two years. Clause. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you know what? Okay. So, so I guess he didn't expect to be scratched a lot, which I don't really understand. Like I thought when he signed here, it was just a thank you and to keep like, I, I guess my question is this, what did both parties think? Cause I think the wild was right on this one, dude, you're just not going to play much. I mean. Alex, you're 37. You're from Grand Rapids, correct? So, you know, so you and your family are home. This is, uh, you know, you're going to play occasionally, and if somebody gets hurt, you'll play. But number one, I'm not going to play him to showcase him because he's not going to get me enough. Um, I and, and this is not the time of year to be doing favors. So, you know, w- I mean, we talked about this, not in depth because it's not worth it, but when he signed the extension last year, we're like, I don't know about this. This is sort of weird, but I guess he wants to retire here. So if now he's like, oh, I'd like to be traded to a contender. Poss- I mean, first of all, dude, you, you ain't going to play unless, again, guys get hurt. Um, I just don't understand the thinking at all. I, I assume that this was completely a message to Kalen, which, by the way, by last night, I object to. You can't be this bad offensively and then trying to go, uh, well, we got to have more deep. And, and And the other thing, too, Declan, is, and this was apparent again last night, and I don't even struggle with this one, but the way that teams now in the wild included pinch their defensemen in, um, at least Kalen can get back. Yeah. So, like, this is – I just totally I, – I object to this completely. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. And fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at factormeals.com. Uh, I mean, the the whole idea to re-sign him last year, because remember that happened also basically at the deadline where they re-signed him. And that was, I told you, and I think it, was, it basically came to fruition that they did that because they felt bad that they kind of, not screwed him, but he played himself out of the a thousandth game last season. So they made they made the re-signing happen to all right, because it's a full year next year, and you're like nine at nine hundred ninety-eight or something, what it was, you know, when the season ended last year. We'll get you your thousandth game, we'll make good. What I didn't get was the fact they gave him a two year con two year contract, and in both those years, no move clause. Full no move clause. Well, and that's and I just I, I literally thought that that was so he could stay here, stay home. You know, the wife and kids are here. That's awesome. Right. He's from here. And, you know, play, basically play when they needed him. Like, yeah. I like nothing that's transpired this season, Declan, has surprised me. But, like, this now, well, we're going to play him. And and I just, I, I don't agree with what they're doing with Kalen when they have other players who need the same kickstart. And aside from the two games with Dumba, aren't getting it 
So like that's that's what I don't agree with. That's what I don't like. And you know, the other thing last night was sure enough, Beckman comes up and he plays pretty damn well. Right. And we've been talking about bringing guys up to do that for how long now? So like what is the and and it's not like those guys are going to come up and save the day, but they're worth playing. And I mean and it feels like the um being involved in the O'Reilly trade last night certainly paves the way for more like look sees at guys now. Um, you know, my guess is they're going to take on a couple or at least one contract of a veteran again and probably eat that contract and then free that space up, which I agree with. But yeah, the, the, the Goligoski thing, the refusal to scratch Greenway and have another conversation with him when it's very clear he doesn't get that. And okay, he plays one hard game. Um, I don't see how these things are all, they all don't seem aligned to me to be the same message, which the ROR trade to me is it's done. Yep. Like you're on your own guys, which exactly. I think they should, which I think they should be, but with youth. And I think, uh, you know, they're going to try to get out of this the best they can with their internal guys. That's what Garen wants them to do. They want them to fix it internally. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. But in terms of them being, you know, a buyer's the deadline, they have to figure this out internally. And if that means guys like Adam Beckman come up and play good minutes, maybe they recall a Sammy Walker. Hell, maybe maybe Marco Rossi does come back up here. I don't know. Scored again last night. Yeah, another another, another good game for him. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with them going forward. Last thing for you. Mm-hmm. All right, it's very clear that tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. faceoff against the Nashville Predators at the X that Philip Gustafson has to and will start. Yep. How do you go about very, I guess, dignified, in a dignified way, how do you go about Marc-Andre Fleury now being a clear two? Because Gustafson is playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's he, he should have started the abs game, and this schedule is perfect for starting the same guy consecutive games. Gustafson's the number one now. Um and I know that's probably a hard conversation for Fleury to accept, who's very prideful and a, a bona fide Hall of Famer and hockey royalty is what we called him when he was acquired here, and rightfully yeah. so. Uh, but I I don't think as much as that's obviously you know a, a difficult thing for probably the flower to accept because he's a proud veteran. I don't think it's going to be a pouty woe is me, this is BS type of thing. If anything, it probably pushes him to try to be better, right? Like I I don't I don't look at it as something that. Oh, this is going to be a problem here. They're they're gonna they're upsetting Mark Andre Fleury. What I'm more worried about is that they'll still coddle Mark Andre Fleury, and because he is the hockey royalty, the veteran, the Stanley Cup winner, et cetera, um, that they still won't give the full turnkey over as the number one goalie when Mark Andre, you're now number two. It's clear you're number two, and what a complete 180 the situation has happened from when yep. the regular season and even summer started when when Gustafson was acquired here. I don't think it's going to become cantankerous. But I also think the coaching staff still likes him more because his name is Mark Andre Fleury. It's very, very clear that publicly, and I just wonder how deep this runs too. Okay, publicly from Dean on down, they have been told whenever you talk about Gustafson or the goaltenders, you bring both of them up. Matt Boldy was asked last night about it, and I mean, this is a game where Gustafson was the number one star. I think he's, I think he made 29 saves, but stood on his bleeping head. He yep. made some incredible Good saves. Job. His his ability to, his ability to square up to the puck is phenomenal. And Matt Baldy said, yeah, you know, Gus playing great. Said all the right things about Gus, and then said, but we trust both our goaltenders. There's no need to say that right now. Yeah, like that, like and but people will say, well, of course that's what he's going to say. But that's the theme. Like it's clear they've been talked to about how to talk about this. 
And what I am curious about is, okay, if that's the public theme, that's fine. It feels like it runs deeper than that. Yeah, and they're not going to go out there and blast it, but I, I think they have to accept that, hey, Philip Gustafson's our, our better well, goal. You don't need to, you know, going back to uh, Dean on Wednesday night, you don't need to say, oh, Flower played well. Flower, yeah, he struggled. Just say he struggled. I just, I worry about Dean sometimes that what he says publicly is not just for us. It's because that's how he sort of feels. And I'm not saying that you have to rip Flurry. I am not saying you have to say anything disparaging. You shouldn't. But you also don't have to bring him up every time you're asked about Gustafson. That is just, that gets weird to me. All right. All right, man. That's all, that's all I got. Hit the uh, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment uh, right here on this YouTube channel. We'll be tracking any more trades that potentially go down wild back in action on Sunday afternoon as well. Heading over to Purple Daily, Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. You got Purple Access with Chip Scoggins out on this Saturday. You have uh, Line tomorrow afternoon with a couple great Vikings fans also there as well. Full strength, God willing. Uh, fingers crossed on Monday with Mackie Judd and myself. We'll be talking to you soon. You know, there's no room for petty bull****.